Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. I don't usually talk about current events on the show, and I'm still not talking about current events on the show. However, I am inspired by current events on the show. That current event is something called rad which has been universally accepted as not very rad by my uh, peer group of long-time podcasters. This is not a technical discussion, by the way. This is a good news discussion. But I have to do a little very, very small layperson to understand what rad is. Rad is a tracking methodology that is designed to tell advertisers how much of a podcast episode is actively being consumed, or I should say actually being consumed. It's not live data. It, that, is, that is really what it is. We, we don't have a good way. Right now, it's, it's downloads primarily, unless we go to Apple Podcasts and trust them. Should we? But RAD is a methodology and an implementation, actually a code base. It's pretty simple, 13 simple lines of code. And what you get out of the deal is... You will have, advertisers will have a much better understanding of how content's being consumed. Great. Wonderful. Right. And, well, wait a minute here, says the rest of the podcasting world. There's a lot that goes into this. There's going to be good news. I'm going to give you two reasons why podcasters should love the idea of Rad, but I need to kind of break down a little bit what's happening. So here, here's, here's the thing. We're in control, by the way. We podcasters are in control of this. Completely and totally. So don't freak out too much because the only way RAD works is if two different parties, well, more than that, agree. And the first party is a podcaster. Because unless you, the podcaster, unless the person producing the media file tags the file appropriately, there are no RAD tags. It starts with the podcaster or the creator or the producer or the editor or the engineer or somebody on the team who makes the file saying, I am going to enable this. So I'm going to mark up, if you will, an audio file with these specialized tags. That's part one. The other part happening alongside of that is that those, pads have, those tags have to be read. Those tags have to be triggered by the software someone uses to listen to the program, the episode itself. So think the podcatching app you might be using to listen to this show right now. If that app isn't doing its part to recognize the tags and then send the information off, and that's the scary part, and I'll get to it in a minute, then it's going to fall down, which means we have, I don't know, a hundred different or more podcatchers out there. So they all have to say, yes, I'm going to implement these 13 lines of code into my software so that when a listener of my awesome iPod or X, 
I miss iPodRx. It was a great app. When someone is listening to an episode of iPodRx, I will be listening. I'll be watching for these tags and I'll report these tags along. Who gets the reporting, you say? Well, again, that goes back to the control of the podcaster because the, one of the things a podcaster does is not only do they get to denote where the tracking happens, so every 10 minutes maybe, where an ad break goes, different segments, different sections. I don't know. It's up to you. It's up to the podcaster how they want to tag that. They also get to indicate where that tagging, where that tracking information, to really call it what it is, where it goes. Who gets to receive this data, which is typically going to be an advertiser. An advertiser is going to want that data. Or what I predict is going to happen is there will be open source aggregators that come along to say, hey, we will track that for you. Just tag your shows, tag your episodes, put our tracking URL in as the recipient of this information and we, the open source, neutral, third party, perhaps fee-based, who knows, we'll figure that out in a minute. We will aggregate that information for you on your behalf and act as the interplay between you and the advertising company. Oh, that's interesting. That's what I think is going to happen. For now, it's not that way. For now, it's really going to whoever the advertisers are. And of course, it'll still be that way. There will still be advertisers who say, if I'm giving money to you, I want to know where the tracking goes. Again, I'm going deep into the ad tech world, and I apologize if I'm losing you there. But again, the idea I don't want to put in your mind is you're in control as a podcaster, and it's only going to work if the podcatcher, the listening app someone is using, is able to grab that content and do something with it, share it with the appropriate person. So now why... Is this a good idea, Evo? I don't want more ads. Well, I don't want to enable the advertising industry to do more. I want less ads in podcasting. Well, okay. It's good for a couple of reasons. Look, I hate advertising as much as you do. And this is coming from a guy who spent almost a couple decades running advertising agencies, hating them all along. But advertising gives money. And right now, there's a tiny trickle of cash that we're all excited about in podcasting, but it's a tiny trickle compared to the amount of money that's spent in digital advertising. If you've listened to me before, you have heard me say this over and over again. There are $88 billion we're leaving on the table because we continue to treat podcasting as a broadcast medium as opposed to a digital medium. This gets us tracking listener behavior much the same way that Digital advertising companies track online web behavior. As scary or not scary as that is, ignore all that. This gets us in that line. And that's going to enable the companies that spend $88 billion to look at podcasting seriously, finally, and say, okay, you're not treating this like a radio spot or a billboard. Now you're treating this like a digital asset. And I have the information I need to make good business decisions. Great. Here comes more money. Now, that's, that's reason number one, more money to advertising. Reason number two is it will improve the performance of the ads. And I think, I think, cut down on the stupidity that we're seeing right now, where one, two, and then three ads sometimes will play in succession because that's how the advertiser, that's how the podcaster got paid. Three people want to do a, a pre-roll spot on my show for, and they want to give me $10,000 each sold. Why would I not do that? Well, you shouldn't do that because it's terrible. <laughs> we're skipping a lot of that information right now. Even though Apple says we're not, I don't... There are people out there who are questioning the validity of that, and we don't know. We don't know whether Apple is 
measuring properly or not. I'm not I'm not accusing them of malfeasance. I am saying they may not be measuring things properly. If we have this neutral third party, this other ability to track information, now we have a secondary opinion on that, which is what the digital advertising world has. We have tracking and serving companies, and we also have third-party validation services to make sure that ads serve when and where and in the right spot that they're supposed to. We need that same thing in podcasting. If we're going to take advantage of the $88 billion, which will really, can you imagine what kind of an injection of cash that will do to this thing we call podcasting? Holy cow. It'll be amazing. So to back up those two reasons, one, more money flowing into podcasting, which is good for everybody who's a pod in the podcasting industry, even if we don't care about advertising. And I don't care all that much about advertising. Two, for the listeners, it'll make the advertising experience less intrusive. We'll see less crappy ads. We'll see better content coming through. And you'll actually have a much more enjoyable experience because of that. Will RAD and its current implementation get us there with NPR at the helm? I don't know. That's why I said these are two reasons podcasters should love the idea of RAD and what it can possibly enable. That's the good news that's here. I like to think about these far future things, how things can change, and use my experience again, 20 years running digital advertising agencies with all the clients that I help. That's right. I do help clients. I'm a podcast strategist. So if you need some help figuring out podcasting, what it means for your business, for your own entity, get in touch. Evo at podcastlaunch.pro reaches me. You can go to podcastlaunch.pro and get a list of all the current services that I offer my clients, new stuff coming in 2019. Thanks for watching or listening. I'll be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. 
Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.